Okay, welcome to the latest Placetech podcast. I'm Paul Unger, editor of Placetech. Today, I'm joined by Michelle Buxton, CEO and founder of Toolbox Group, which has two products, Molcom and Toolbox Marketing. This episode is brought to you in association with Molcom. Molcom is a 360 technology platform for asset and property management. The platform seamlessly connects all built environment communities. By transforming the user's experience of the space, Molcom creates loyalty by connecting people to places while delivering efficient operations, significant budget savings, and valuable insights. Morcom has 400 properties or 105 million square feet with 400,000 daily users and clients such as URW, Brookfield, British Land, Hammerson and many others. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, Paul. Hi. Um, so you're working with a lot of property companies that are going through their digital transformation uh, journey at the moment. Um, how does that uh, that world look? What are people asking for today in digital transformation? Um, it's a really interesting time in, in the uh, real estate market at the moment, actually, as you can imagine, with um, all eyes on how um, businesses need to change and transform in order to deliver um, for the new post-pandemic era. Um, so we're looking at a whole a whole load of various different things that are changing you know we've got to we're talking to companies about looking at their digital maturity reviewing what they've got from the existing capabilities and this will include something like looking how their technology is managing their operations looking how they should evaluate uh, or elevate sorry their tenant experience and developing their tech talent and the tech talent area is one of specific interest really because probably two or three years ago real estate companies didn't really have you know, leaders of innovation or a strong IT department that, you know, that understood um, uh, the delivering of um, digital transformation. They were mainly based there to do financial uh, ERP systems, that sort of thing. So that's changed hugely. And you've seen that uh, innovation departments growing on a, on, a, on a significant basis. But you're also seeing the, the split, I think, between those who know and understand and, and really want to make the change and those who have got their head firmly in the, in the sand and are saying, why do we have to change? We've done it this way for 30 years, you know, 40 years, 50 years. And I think we all know that that real is our biggest challenge in the CRE sector at the moment. But, you know, on the other hand, moving forward and being a little bit more positive, we're also looking at how real estate is changing from being, you know, a product and a space to being much more a system and a service. So, you know, what is uh, real estate as a service? It's um, where the owner provides infrastructure and how a connected building can deliver data and um, in delivers a much more personalized service, which can then be monetized. So all of that is quite a significant change from where we were before, where, you know, you took a space, you paid your rent, you got your um, services to much more how do you want to use the space? What services do you want to buy from us? How, do, how data can help us as an owner in delivering a more personalized and better um, um, occupation service for you as a tenant, but also for you as, as um, and, and the staff that, that work for you. So a real shift of mindset in the way that people are viewing commercial real estate at the moment. 
Yeah, and, and given some of the, uh, the the market forces that are at play uh, because of everything that's happened in the last year, um, th- there's there's a lot of threats to to the office to to retail, um, and and this shift in focus more and more onto experience to make commercial property an attractive proposition um, it is is surely a crucial one in terms of affecting uh, tenant retention yeah I mean you know acquiring tenants is expensive and therefore spending time on money to understand your tenant so once you've got your tenant you know spend time on money on understanding them and their staff and what they require in their space to deliver that long-term relationship. Um, because if you do, if you give the tenant what they want, they can then attack, uh, attract the better talent and therefore, you know, creating a much more longer-term relationship. So, um, you know, no one wants to go through that churn of tenants that we were probably seeing before. People want to get into bed with a with an owner and 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 have that long-term relationship in delivering in delivering a space that really works for them and and for their staff. So, that's where I think tenant engagement is or tenant communication is really coming in in a big way. And you know, it's still quite a um, uh, industry in its infancy in a way because you know you look at us and all our competitors around the around the world, we're still not probably, you know, um, talking to 20% of those owners of those various asset classes and getting them to understand the value that tenant experience and tenant engagement can deliver for them. So, you know, there's still a lot to do. And, it's, and as it's in its infancy, we're doing a bit of education as well in saying, see the value of what we can do. And I know we go, you know, we'll talk about um, value in a little while, I'm sure. But, um, you know, if, the more data you get on your tenant, the better the service you can give them. And, um, and understanding that end user is going to uh, really help that uh, tenant retention story. Yeah, and uh, have you seen evidence or, or heard um, anecdotes about how a, a, a software platform can be used to um, improve that tenant experience and uh, help retain the, the tenants in, in that development? Yeah, I mean, you know, Molcom at the moment is quite retail focused. So um, for us, it it really is uh, providing that um, that secure environment for those those tenants. I mean, it's been a real challenge in retail, as we all know, constant opening and closing, and bringing people back in a safe way is of vital importance. And um, in order to, uh, you know, for the for the retail owners to keep those tenants, to keep them happy, we need to to work closely, more closely with them, and also give them a valuable tools that is going to help them run their business better. That whole collaboration and the value of that collaboration between landlord and tenant, uh, and you know. Is, is becoming very important. And most landlords now don't refer to their tenants as tenants, they refer to them as their customer. And that surely has shown a massive mind, mindset change. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to um, to, to the numbers, uh, can uh, platforms and technology help save money and improve net operating income? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, from just personally from our own um, experience uh, globally, where we all know that service charges are under massive pressure and most of our landlords are saying, you know, they've got to reduce their costs by about 20%, Morecambe becomes a really important um, choice for them because um, not only will it um, bring the cost down in terms of their tenant engagement and keeping the churn rate down, but also it's a very strong operational platform. And that really is 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 where the growth in um, digitalization is taking place in commercial real estate is in that operational area it's not the sexiest area you know but it it, it really is um, the place where the most savings are going to take place you know it's digitalizing workflows it's digitalizing data collection it's looking at how to do critical communications more effectively and efficiently you know every area in terms of property management if you went through a, a, a building, all of that can be digitalized uh, and put in the hands of the tenant and the tenant staff in order to make that whole role and relationship much more close and much more collaborative. But also in terms of operational resilience and, and mitigating risk, you know, we, we're in a place now where operational um, costs have gone up because, you know, in a time when actually no one wants them to, because of having to put in more health and safety and making sure that buildings are COVID secure, but also, you know, the operational risk is much higher. So digitalization um, or platforms like Morecom will deliver um, greater mitigation of risk and put in the, um, the risks of that operational uh, management firmly in the hands of the property managers. Yeah, yeah. And are you finding that um, landlords, property managers, people in real estate uh, professions generally are getting better at understanding the data and the analytics that there was a, a sort of common complaint a couple of years ago around sort of property technology events that people would say oh there's too much data and and property people don't know what to do with it all is has has the pandemic and this sort of um uh, acceleration of take up of, of of technology tools um enabled people to get more more savvy and, and know what they're looking at i think we're you know we're on the route there um, I think there's still quite a lot of, of work to be done for, um, you know, those in the in the industry to understand what data they've got. I think that's sort of, sort of question number one is what do we have and who has it? And you probably find that in most instances, the landlord or the owner of the property doesn't actually have the data. It's more the operators of the property that, that have that data. And therefore, that's their first challenge is, is who's going to own that data and who's going to use that data to create um, a, a, a better proposition for their, for their tenant. And then what data do we have and how are we going to use it in, in the correct way to drive value uh, both for the building but also for the, for the occupiers. So I think there's an there's a absolute understanding of the need to have data, to interrogate that data and use it in the best way, but there's still quite a long way to go in terms of you know, understanding that and delivering it. Yeah. And when you're across the table from uh, property companies that are maybe l- looking at some of these solutions, do they generally view this as a cost or as an investment? Sadly, uh, <laughs> sadly, still as a cost um, in, in, in a large number of instances. And part of our role is to make them understand that, you know, it is an investment going forward. And I think especially as the pressure is on um, all occupation costs at the moment, the first thing is, well, you know, we don't we, we can't add to the costs. Our, our tenants won't um, pay for it. So our role is to make them understand 
how they should be developing their tech stack because it's not only you know it's not only the purchasing of one platform it's how does how does this platform fit into your entire tech stack both for your building but also for your portfolio you know you can't go off and and, and just buy things willy-nilly you've got to really bring it right down into a strategic view um, and then plug in those those gaps and and really looking at the Sometimes it's the really simple things that can deliver value, can deliver savings, and those are sometimes the areas that are overlooked for the bigger, more sexy things. Yeah, yeah. And, and what tends to be the the main benefit that people focus on that really turns it into a business critical item for for them? It's it's a couple of things really. One is is obviously engaging their customers more. Um, and also having the ability to engage not only their customers, but their customers' customers, which is specific for us with, with retail. So you're getting that you know, 360-degree conversation from the customer walking through the door directly with the tenant or, or um, um, owner's customer sitting within the um, operational um, shopping area. So it, that's really important, um, and getting that, that whole conversation going and that rounded view going. It's also understanding that the operational um, aspects that exist within an, uh, a property can be delivered digitally and can be and that can be implemented really easily. So implementation is also a, a, of major concern, especially now during the pandemic where things have been closed. Um, how do we get this platform into our building, into our, um, you know, into our projects and how do we make it work immediately? I think there's also... Just to add another one, I think there's also a huge fear of failure. And, um, you know, because everyone in the industry talks about, oh, we tried this and it never worked. And, you know, they may have tried that five years ago, but actually they're still struggling. You know, that still sits within their minds. And, um, and part of our role is to take away that fear of failure and show that this is a platform that's been used, you know, hundreds and hundreds of times over. It's implemented really easily. We get massive tenant engagement way up into the 90s. So, you know, it really is just showing the benefits of how this platform is used. And, and I guess it applies to anyone who's selling into the sector, is showing how, how it's used and the value that it adds. Yeah, bringing it to life, I guess, making it a real a practical thing rather than just a sort of theory or some far-off technology that they can't uh, they can't imagine yeah and, and all this is happening whilst we're seeing a great deal of upheaval a lot of uh, predictions for the, the the future of offices the future of, of retail um, which is you know a big area for yourselves and what, what's your take on the whole sort of future of the high street uh, debate <laughs> it's a really interesting one these I think um, um, you know if you just look at the figures and you look at, um, you know, the fact that non-food retail has lost about £30 billion in the last year, and then you look at how um, online sales are growing, and they say that online sales in the US is predicted, globally, is predicted by 2022 to be £6.5 um, you know, where it was only 3.5 trillion in 2019. So, you know, we can't argue that um, things are changing and online is, is, is obviously the way of the future. And they're saying that 95% of shopping will be online by 2040. So with a background of that, how do we make the high street survive? You know, how do we make it grow? And lots of people I'm talking to are actually being quite enthused by the change that we're looking for. And, you know, it's, 
it's well needed. You know, shopping was becoming a bit boring and, you know, everything was the same. It was cookie cutter. You went to any shopping center across the world, basically, and you'd see the same brands. So it's it's changing the creation of, of, of what that um, tenancy would look like. It's also changing the purpose of what I think of what the high street's going to be going forward. It's going to be a, a blend of, you know, uh, retail, resi, offices, community space, services, and you can really see that happening with what John Lewis is doing, you know, in Oxford Street, um, closing down a large number of, the, of their stores. You know, people are looking for that social that social value. That's really going to be the new um, the new currency. People have been locked away for a year. They want to get out and do something different. So the spaces that, that are offered, and we can't really call them shopping centres anymore um, because they're not going to be places where people just shop. They're going to be places where people spend time, meet, eat, have fun um, in a completely different way to the way they used that space before. So, we, you know, we're talking about experience, but we're also talking about, you know, the complete contrast to that, which is convenience, you know, like the Amazon Go stores where people just want to go in, do their purchase and, and leave. And there's not much physical interaction or social interaction. Um, so it's going to be a hybrid and it's really how the owners of, of those buildings and those spaces curated to, to suit their local communities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fascinating to, to see over the next couple of years. And we're already seeing now in the UK with the reopening that a lot of familiar names and, and stores local to us all have uh, have not reopened. So, um, you know, we've got the economic upheaval um, coming in on top of structural up- upheaval with mm. e-commerce and, and, and the rise of you know, re-commerce now of second-hand um, clothes and, and fast fashion and, and values changing and, and things like that um, being discussed in the agenda. Do, do you think we'll see a rise of independence and, and the sort of shrinking of, of chain stores over the, the, the coming years? Absolutely. You know, I think we're going back to your local butcher, baker, grocer, you know, those sort of um, those sort of independents that um, people are prepared and want to support nowadays. You know, we've got a local baker in the village here, and you know, it, people come from miles around to support them. And I think that's what's that's what's important going forward is people want to support their local community. They want to go in somewhere where people know them. You know, it's sort of I think going back to the 1960s and probably even earlier than that, where, you know, you went shopping and everyone knew who you were. You want to feel valued. You know, you can go online and make a purchase and no one really cares who you are. They're just, you know, you just do a a functional transaction. But when you're going out and you want to, you know, you want to talk to people and you want to know more about their product and more about them. So I think that's, you know, that's a huge and, and significant change. But you did mention the circular economy there, which I think is also really important to to bring up is, um, you know, we always talked about used clothes as sort of charity shops, but that's also changing completely. And it's not just clothes, it really is the remake and repurposing of generally anything that people want to buy or, or need. So I think that's a really interesting side of, of retail going forward and the impact that that's going to have on, you know, on the chain stores and, and how they're going to react to that and deal with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and and how will tech platforms find their position and, and what, what will their role be as, say, it, it, indies are growing and the, and the chains are, are, are retreating? 
I don't think it's it's really going to change the way tech platforms work. I think, you know, in terms of, of independence, they're not necessarily going to have, um, you know, a lot of a lot of cash to invest in, in tech platforms. So the more that the um, collaboration between the owner and the and the tenant can take place that can could that can deliver these sort of tech platforms, the better it's going to be for for everyone. And, you know, there's a lot of chat at the moment in creating that sort of shopping centre online um, where people can go onto it, you know, book, uh, see what's what's in the store, maybe uh, book something and go in and collect it. There's a lot of that going on. That's going to really um, support the um, local retailer in a way that um, they could never have got their their product online in any other way. So, I think that um, for me, it's all about that collaboration. You know, it's not it's not that hostile relationship and the landlord tenant act that's existed for years. It's very much working together to deliver a curated space for a specific area. Here, here. No, it's, it's fascinating seeing how they can actually piggyback on the, the platform to maybe raise their profile and uh, turn up the volume on their their, their marketing. Yeah. Um, if, if they maybe don't have the resource themselves, they can pool it with, with others. No, that's that's really, really interesting to, 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 to picture that coming through. That's great. Thank you very much, Michelle Buxton at uh, Toolbox and and uh, and Malcolm. Some some really great insight into the future of property and some of the issues and how tech platforms can play a vital role today and and in the years ahead for uh, for property companies and uh, and their customers. Thanks, Paul.